And welcome to another edition of Bump and Run. I am Run. And I am Bump. And we are on location. At. And this is one of the first times we've actually ever done this podcast, right, sitting same beside room. each other. That's right, same room. <laughs> Generally we do it with two different microphones, two different locations, and then marry it together. But this week we are in uh, Ponte Vedra, actually Jacksonville Beach right now. Yeah, right speak, now. And uh, heading to Ponte Vedra shortly um, for the first round. We're taping this just the morning before the first round. Well, it's actually underway, but we haven't looked at the scores yet. At least no, I haven't. I have not either. All right. Uh, but it is the unofficial fifth major, and uh, that that term gets so old. I just it's hate. Ter- I think it's terrible. Yeah. Like it. Why can't it just be the flagship event of the PGA Tour? Right. Just be the players. You know, it's right. It doesn't have to be a major. There are majors. There are four of them. There are four of them. It's like a Grand Slam. It's like when you go to Denny's. That's right. You get the Grand Slam breakfast, which four I had items. four times this week. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's had four four things on it. Actually, they treat us very well here at mm-hmm. the Players Championship, and there is a smoothie bar in the media dining, which has been taking a beating from Team TSN. Yeah, love the smoothies. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, okay, so this is the first time that this tournament has been uh, back in the date in March since 2006 when Stephen Ames won it. We were here for that one. Um, what do you think about the move in the date? Does it help it? Does it hurt it? Does it matter? For the magnitude of the tournament... Being it the biggest event on the tour schedule for that the tour runs, I don't think it means a difference. I don't think it makes a difference. What does make a difference is how the golf course plays. So back now that we're back in March, it's a little cooler here, although it's going to be hot on Thursday. But it still is a little cooler, and a lot of the players have been saying that. And the greens are the greens are softer, and the conditions are softer, so the course is longer. It's uh, the fairways are wider, which is uh, I don't mean physically wider, but I just mean because they're softer, they're land a little. But yeah, a lot of players talking about having to hit a lot more drivers mm-hmm. than they did last year. Webb Simpson on the 18th hole, defending champ now, uh, but when he was winning, he hit uh, hybrid off the tee, and he said he'd probably have to hit a hybrid again this year, but it would be for his second shot <laughs> into the 18th. <clears throat> so I think there's a difference. I think though, in terms of being on the calendar. I like it better in March than in May. I thought in May it got kind of sandwiched between two majors. Right. And now I feel it's kind of like, this is the first big gathering of the year. This is the first, uh, I know there's a lot of people sort of looking ahead to the Masters, mm-hmm. and we will too, but I think this is, to me speaks to, okay, it's a big event, it's the first big event, best field in golf, all the players are here, and to me it, it didn't have that aura when uh, when it was in May. Yeah, it kind of gets, it kind of got lost in there a little bit. You're right. Um but I'm I'm interested to see. There's a lot of players here who haven't played it in these conditions. There's only 23 who right. played it, but prior to 2007. Like, just to give you a, uh, you know, just to give you a, 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 just a general thought on the course. Rory hit driver wedge on 18. Well, with the with the wind coming from the north, he hits driver six iron. Yeah. So that's what it, it's it's it, the course. Now really puts a premium. It always has premium off the tee. It's an interesting course in the fact that it doesn't really lend itself to any one no. style of player. Now I think the Bombers will have a little more of advantage now that it's wet. But if you look in the past, the history of the winners here, it's like Fred Funk and Tim Clark, two of the shortest hitters. And then you get guys like Phil and Davis and Tiger, big Bombers, especially at that time when, right. they, when they were winning. Um, that to me show you that just about anybody can win here. Yeah, it's it's, it's true. It's it's unbelievable the mix of players, and you know nobody's won more than three times. Right. Um, so it's not one of those tournaments where one guy dominates all the time. You know, you got a bunch of little different winners here. Um, but again, the course is in great shape. Um, 
We got three Canadians in the field and Adam Hadwin, Corey Connors, and Nick Taylor. Um, so there's some rooting interest there for Canadian golf fans. Yeah, I think the um, I like Corey Connors here this week. I just think uh, that you're going to have to keep the ball in the fairway and on the greens, and that's where Corey is good. If you can get the putter to warm up even slightly, we'll see what happens. But they're all three playing pretty decent golf, and Nick Taylor seems to think that he is. I mean, you hear this a lot. You hear players say, well, I'm really close. I'm really mm. close. But I really do think Nick is close now. Um, I think he's ready for a, a big week, so maybe this will be the one. We'll see. Nick uh, Adams is a little under the weather, we heard. So um, we'll see how, uh, how he feels in the first round. That's right. Um, all right. The other big guy who's here, who missed last week, uh, Tiger Woods. Who? Will, who? Uh, yeah, I know. Who's uh, pain-free, looked like he was swinging freely without any restrictions, and it says his game is in good shape. <clears throat> Needed that week off last week. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about him right now? Well, this course isn't generally like even though he's won twice, is generally not one of his favorite or his most successful courses. Right. Right. Only I believe five top tens in his eighteen nineteen starts, and yes, two wins. Great, one of the greatest putts of all time in two thousand one. But um, I'll be interested to see what the rest how Tiger does. But again, like for him, it's always it's always where's that driver going. Everything else is everything else should be fine for Tiger. Well, the putting is going to be the one thing I'll look at because he putted terribly, even though he finished inside the top twenty. Uh, he putted putted terribly in Mexico and missed like little short putts mm. and pushed them. And you know, it was to me it was sort of shocking how he was where he was missing them. So he's been working with a new coach, as we know, Matt Killen, who's um, works with Justin Thomas and JB Holmes and a few other guys. And he's had a look at at Tiger's putting, and Tiger says he feels a lot better about that. But I I still think he's got a putt. Um, he's going to have to putt really well this week to, to yeah. justify everything. It's also a little worrisome to me that you know that these injuries, like this ailment, ailment comes popping up. And he said he described it as the force of his swing has to go somewhere. It right. can't go into his back because his back is fused. Um, I think you're going to see Tiger Woods have aches and pains for the rest of his career, however long that might be. Um, you know, he's not going to play a full schedule. I don't think like we're no. used to seeing him. He said he had to restrict his practice. Uh, there's a lot of little things that he's going to have to moderate if he wants to play well. But if he's healthy and he's feeling good, then who yeah, knows he what he can do. Well. Um, he's pliability was the buzzword of the press conference. That's right. So never thought I'd hear that in a golf press conference. But it's got to keep himself pliable. Pliability is a big word uh, for Tiger this week, and we'll see if he can ply, ply his way up the pliability his yeah, way exactly. up the scoreboard. But you know, the one good thing that he's that he's doing is he's actually listening to his body. Where in the past he hasn't, right. which is why he's had four back surgeries right. and these surgeries and everything. So, you know, 43 years old, and if he wants to play out here for a few more years, right, um, he's got to keep himself right. Um, and, yeah, he's going to have these injuries pop up, and he's going to WD, but he's going to play 15, 16 times a year, and he's still going to play the majors. And I think that's the whole thing now, right? He's got the 80 wins. Yeah, he wants to get to 82 wins, but he wants a couple more majors. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right, and obviously that's where he's going to try and make himself um, prep to be ready for yeah. fitness, game wise, everything. So, uh, anyway, we'll see what he does today <clears throat> and this week. It should be an interesting look at uh, at um, at his game, having taken that week off. He's only played three times too, which is doesn't seem like a lot this year. But I'm, I know he's got to restrict it, but even that doesn't seem like a lot. No. Uh, he always it's not, talks it's about not unusual, reps. though. It's not, it's not unusual that he's coming in the, into Augusta with, you know, what, eight, 
12 to 16 rounds under his belt. Yeah, he finished fourth with zero. That's true. But That's true. Yeah. Um, all right, let's look at this, the uh, the great hole here at this golf course, 17th hole, and they uh, they have a nice treat, uh, a nice tribute this week to Alice Dye, who was helping her husband Pete Dye design this golf course and suggested. Uh, that they should just make this green and uh, it's not really an island because it is connected but it's right. uh, we call it an island green even though it's not as someone said to me surrounded by water on three sides which doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's more, it's like three and <laughs> there's one what? little walkway there's one little walkway so it's not like ridiculously <laughs> no. joined on a quarter of the green but it is we're talking to some of the players this week about it and and what they uh what they think about it and um you know the i think over the years that i've been here and talked to people about this whole Players don't mind the hole. I think they mind the fact that it comes as the seventeenth, right. where mm-hmm. it has such a crucial impact on who ends up winning this. And it and it has in the past, right? You you, you see Len Matisse who was in the mix, and man, I've never seen a golfer more stressed over a ball, and then he hit two <laughs> in the water. Um, it is it does come out, and it, those last two holes, seventeen and eighteen, are really tough because eighteen's got eighteen's the par four with water all the way down the left side. Yeah. Um, and you're coming off such a, which is more than likely a birdie hole, if not an eagle hole on 16. Right. And then you have these two anchors just <laughs> waiting for you. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, with the wind, man, it should be the easiest hole. Like like I said, it's a large, it's a large green. It's obviously tiered. But, you if, know. If there was no water around it, it would probably be a fairly easy shot. Right. But I think it just shows how much it gets into your head. Yeah. And you do have to be perfect, and you do have to figure out the wind. Um, but having said that, you know, there's what do they say? They say they pull about a hundred thousand golf balls a year out yeah, of the water. Yeah, that's here. right. So <laughs> there's a lot of people, regular Joes, who are uh, donating to the uh, to the water gods. But um, this week, I think there's, I think last year was thirty eight balls in the yeah, water. Yeah, thirty eight or, like or thirty nine. If the record's like ninety six since they started measuring. Right. In 2003. Adam Hadwin, by the way, is perfect. 14 for 14. That's right. Graham Dillette, who's not here this week, is uh, 18 for 18. And he's, he's uh, proud of that record, he said. Yeah. <laughs> we won't say what the other record was. <laughs> yeah. but, but, he's, he's uh, but that's pretty good. I mean, um, you know, Adam just says he takes a dead aim at the middle of the green and tries to find the right yardage and figure out the win. So, yeah, it's, and that's a pretty good strategy. It I think. is a good strategy. And, you know, you just, you just got to take it. You know, don't even think about it. You know, go up there, sit on the tee. Yeah, there's water around, but just hit a hit a yeah. shot because it's easier. a it's a it's easier said than done. But it <laughs> yeah. is a like an eight iron, nine iron. Yeah, it's not most a long of the one, time. It's, it's not a long one, but you know, I think I think because it's so late is what makes it so great too. Sure, because you know, nobody wants to see somebody ease their way in to a win. You want to have some potential for. You know, somebody overtaking someone, somebody falling back, and that's what the, the the last two holes give you. They give you a scoring opportunity on 16, and then you know if you make two pars there, you're probably picking up strokes. But you look at it compared to say the 12th hole at Augusta, where it's a similar kind of a fairly easy shot, really, right. and, or short shot anyway, maybe not easy, and and you see where that falls, and that I don't know, that one seems to be more. Um, more of a legitimate shot. This is this is certainly a not something that's everybody's taste for sure. A lot of no. guys don't like the hole, but some guys do. Um, but we'll see what kind of a role it plays this week. It's well, a, uh, and they always have the cat. The one good thing is that these big tournaments they usually have some special stuff, and they yeah. have the the caddy. The caddies on Wednesday all hit a shot. 
not from the tee, from a, kind of a, along the side there. Where the amateurs would Where play. Where the amateurs, that's right. And uh, they have a closest to the pin competition in memory of uh, Bruce Edwards. And the winner this year at four feet three inches was Canadian Danny Saul with caddies for Vijay Singh. Danny Saul from Edmonton, former Canadian tour player. And a very good player. Obviously, a lot of the caddies are pretty good tour mm-hmm. players. But we were out there for a little bit on uh, on Wednesday, and we saw a few uh, a few not so good shots <laughs> from the caddies. <laughs> a lot of guys were dry, but some guys. I think uh, I think they man. I think there were like twenty balls in the water, something like that. I yeah, what the exact count was. <laughs> One was way. <laughs> There's a little island. If you've never seen it, or if you've seen it on television, there is an island with a big tree on with it. a big tree on it, and that's where they'll put a camera or whatever. Um, the broadcast will put a camera. Well, somebody almost hit that island. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, as I say, we haven't looked at this. So we don't know who's leading. We don't know what's going on. So uh, let's let's make some picks here on who you think. Give me a, 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 your your main pick, and then be a dark horse. Okay, I'm I'm I think R- I like Rory's form, and again with the premium being off the tee. I think Rory's good there. Um, obviously, his driver is one of his strongest clubs. So, um, you know, not necessarily the best record here in the past, but I think Rory's playing decent enough. And probably one of the guys who probably feels as good about their game as anybody coming into this tournament. So I'm going with the hot hand. He's got five top fives or top six, six top sixes in a row. Okay. Dark Horse, anyone? Uh, dark Horse, <clears throat> you know, he, he plays well here. But he hasn't been playing well. A guy, no. Oh, okay. A guy like Henrik Stenson, yeah. who, you know, again, strength is how he hits the ball. And that's premium around here. But he hasn't been really going well uh, this year. But, um, you know, maybe pass form and uh, pass form here will uh, propel him on. But there's a little bit of a dark horse. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, world number one, go out on a limb with DJ, Dustin Johnson. I think that his... He can play any kind of golf course, but I think he's also playing it very well. And with the wet conditions here, I think this will favor a bomber. He seems to be putting well. He putted well a few weeks ago with a win, so uh, uh, we'll see how how he comes through. I like I like him. And my dark horse is going to be Johnny Vegas, who's shown some pretty good signs lately of playing, posting some good numbers. I uh, had a good week a week ago, and um, uh, maybe not four rounds, but still pretty good. So I think I like Johnny Vegas as a, as my secondary pick. New coach to Canadian. New coach, new short game coach, working with Ralph Bauer, who is a noted Canadian guy. Uh, All right, well, I guess that's it for this edition of Bump and Run. Thanks for listening, and uh, uh, we'll see you next time. That's right.